Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hi, Iman. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? How's your day going? Dude, I don't know what's in the water. We've been talking about it. Yeah. The fucking EDPs galore, Dude, right? Oh, my God, yeah. It's skyrocketing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I've had probably the last three, four nights, probably 10 EDPs. Oh, yeah. No, we've been like, this what did bullshit. I call today? EDP Monday. EDP Monday, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what the, today was. Guys, Project Sapient, thank you, everybody, for listening. We, our numbers are growing. I think we're over five or 6,000 now. Yes, we are. Um, Dude, France is like our biggest uh, I never, international. I saw that the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is yeah, going I, on with France? <laughs> Thanks, Thank, France. Thank you, France. <laughs> I guess we're making some changes there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, guys, first of all, HavocJournal.com, GymJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, LiveBoston617.org, and WellnessForWarriors.live. We love you guys. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Project Sapient. It's nice and easy. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Yes. And also, uh, you know, uh, Havoc Journal started their podcast also called The Weekly Havoc. Check yes. it out. I was on there. Uh, we were talking about all sorts of silly stuff. What's it called? Uh, uh, the Weekly Havoc. So check it out, guys. Um, it's, it, it's an awesome, fun podcast. Cool, cool, cool. We're funner. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> FYI. FYI. Hey, it's our show. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are we doing, man? All right. Uh, well, we talked about it last episode that we I said you, we were talking about yeah. uh, radical extremists and, yeah. and how politicians and you started into it. And I said, wait, wait till I, next week. I have an article on that. Oh, by the way, the last week's episode, I don't know if you guys saw it. I fucked it up for somehow. It only uploaded 45 minutes. I put the last part on YouTube, guys. So sorry about that. But uh, OK, that's two hours sleep, Pete. I'm on three today, so I'm fucking fine. Look at me. I'm fine. I'm fine. So, All right. So this one I wrote, November 4, 2020, happens to be the election. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. No shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Politicians are the new radical extremists. Yes. I, I love this topic. I, you know me. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love this topic. Yep. Um, so, so I'm going to get into why I think that way. Yeah. You know, obviously like we usually do, I'll go through my article and we'll talk a little more. So as, uh, as you, you know, those who constantly listen to the show know that I was born in, uh, in Monrovia, Liberia back in 81, uh, parents fled, uh, with my brother and me to Lebanon. Lebanon wasn't any better. You know, they, they had, uh, I have seen extremism in three, all three major religions in my life. Uh, we ended up finding peace in America and a piece that a majority in the U.S. really take for granted. Yeah, they I do. Mean, I mean, you know as well, I do. You know, Greece has its uh, its issues. Uh, Lebanon is really now having more issues. Yeah. Uh, my family's still there, you know, so so we, we keep track of that stuff because we have families over there. We just don't know, man. We do, People don't realize how good we fucking have it here. No. No, well, right? last, uh, was it? Last episode or the one before where I talked about the Iraqi election? And how yeah. how that was dealt with, and how yep. we had to do so much security on that, and and it it it's unbelievable. And the reason why I w- reason why I said 
you know, uh, now we are faced, you know, I, I said it right here. I witnessed how it slowly changed, though, in America yep. you know, over the years. And not for the better, though, for the worse in terms of pol- uh, political, political extremism, p- political extremism. And, and now we face a different form of extremism, political. Now, this is nothing new to us overseas. Right. You know, we've seen it in, in, in our, our, you know, our families' respective countries. Right. We've seen it, you know, like I've seen it at, at war and, and stuff like that. But what's taking shape here is political extremism. Well, it's, I see it as like the beginning. Yeah. Right. Because we always say, we've said it, I think, in one of our last episodes where, where maybe it was the Iraq episode, right? The Iraqi yeah. election where yeah. you, you live in a country here where you can go to the ballot box, yep. go to the booth. You don't have an armed guard there or an armed soldier staring at you with a rifle to make sure that you vote for the right fucking person. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that happens or, throughout the world. Yeah, it, it does. You're basically told who you're going to vote for. Yeah, oh, you're voting. Congratulations. It's your right. Yeah. Now this is who you're voting for. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm seeing here is the political side of it mm-hmm. is kind of acting the same way. Yeah. From both sides. Both sides. Even yeah. though we know where we stand. Yeah. It's kind of acting that way from both sides. So I see what you're talking about here as like the starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I go into the article kind of talking about stuff I remember, you know, I was born into war, bred into a conflict zone. I have memories of soldiers getting blown up, artillery raining down on, on mountainsides. I mean, these, these are things I'll never forget. You know, yep. I remember my running to my mother crying hysterically because some sort of militia came into our village in, in Lebanon. Um, but then, you know, I fast forward a little, uh, I joined the army after 1911, like most of us, most of us did, um, after 1911, after 9-11. Yeah. Fucking you know, you're old and our, our country went to war, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, they asked for us and we answered the call. It was that simple. Um, I wanted to show that not all people were bad from the Middle East. Uh, Did, was that in your head? Yes. Well, that, that was one of my motivations. Really? Yeah. One of my motivations was one to serve, yeah. uh, the United States and two to show that not all Middle Easterners are bad because there was this huge, it's a lot to fucking have in your head, man. Well, dude, uh, <laughs> you met me, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, you know, I, that's one reason. And, and to also, uh, go over there and, and help the innocent ones, the, the ones that, you know, face that tyranny, yep. you know, they're that, living it. that exactly that extremism comes into their villages, kills them or kidnaps their kids or, or whatever. I mean, I just read an article today that uh, U S army special forces is going to Africa in, in a country in Africa, uh, because Al Shabaab is kidnapping boys and beheading them. Oh, really? Yeah. So U.S. Army Special Forces are, are, as we speak, deploying into Africa to help the locals fight this, you know, these extremists. So, so I mean, again, people in the U.S. You, you don't realize it. Don't realize it. You don't have these extremists coming into our towns and, and all that and, and kidnapping our little kids and beheading them. You know, and it's in like, front of you, in front of you. Exactly. You know, and, and, and the extremism though, it's, it's, it's growing and growing. And, and, you know, after I joined the army, uh, you know, obviously I wanted to show people are not bad radical. The extremists in the community though, told me of how I joined the enemy in within, within the U S in your community. In my that's community. what, that's what set me off in your last article yeah. when we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was told. In reality, I wanted to root out the evil that plagued the land, that these intellectual imams are the extremists and use religion to mask their true desires. Right. You know, because again, like I told you, most of the Arab world 
is illiterate. They, they can't don't read. They, they can't write. So they look to religious figures for guidance. And the religious figures are fucking, they're never, their intent probably starts fine. Yeah. Right? To be the religious figures. Well, then. yeah, but then it But then they up, get corrupted. Yeah. It ends up going a different way. They get corrupted. They yeah. start getting paid. They start getting by the by the, the local militia leaders and all yeah. that shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, so, so, you know, uh, how bad is extremism? Well, for example, in Lebanon, al-Qaeda terrorists had spoons in their pockets because they were led to believe that if they died during combat, they would dine with the prophet. That was real. That's true. You know, that, that was something I was like, I had to do a double take. I almost, um, I almost just used a word that will get me in a lot of trouble. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> they had spoons in their pockets. Yeah. Because they believe that when they fucking well, they, blew that's themselves. What they, that's what they were told by these religious figures. The figures were telling them that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was, uh, if, you, if you remember, it was like maybe, maybe 2008, 2009 in Lebanon, there was a huge uh, battle uh, between the Lebanese army and Al-Qaeda yeah. trying to take yeah. over the Palestinian camps. I vaguely remember it. So, yeah. so that, that's where that intel came from. They found spoons in the pockets. Just imagine that, right? Imagine you're the leader yeah. and you're like, I need to control these people a little bit more. Yeah. I'm going to tell them that you can put a spoon in your pocket. Yep. Because you're going to dine with God. Yeah. Holy fuck. And the, the fact that people actually believed it. But again, the uneducated, right? It just uneducated, shows the illiterate. Uh, they, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's something we always say. They don't know what they don't know. I mean, I mean, just. Yeah, simply putting the spoon in your pocket. I have a friend that uh, during the invasion uh, of Iraq, they were at a village, actually shortly after, they were at an Iraqi village talking to some of the, uh, uh, you know, the the mayors or, or uh, village leaders, if you want to call them. They, um, he was wearing his, uh, oak, you know, big uh, goggles, you know, yeah. for the sand and all that. Yeah. The Iraqis started yelling and screaming about him wearing it. Why? So the interpreter had to tell the soldiers, hey, so they believe that those are uh, basically x-ray vision and you're able to look at the women naked through their clothes. That's what they were led to believe. This is who held off the fucking greatest armed forces <laughs> on the fucking planet. Yeah. Put that in perspective. I'm not dogging it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. put that in perspective. Yeah. These fucking guys held us off. They held the Russians off for how long? Yeah. yeah. Right. Think about that. <laughs> well, what the fuck? well, here's the thing. So, so what they did is they took off the goggles yeah. and gave them to the to the here try elders. them out, like put them on. That's yeah. not what happened. So they put them on, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Oh, I'm surprised they weren't like, "These aren't infidel yeah. eyes. We yeah. can't see what yeah. you see." No, no. So, so that was quickly resolved. But again, it shows you though the extremism, right? <sighs> so I always go back to uh, you know how does it relate to to politics? How, how does it? tie into politics. Yeah. The common theme I hear now in politics is fear-based. That's it. Both sides of the aisle. Fear sells. All of a sudden, politicians are the new priests or the new imams, whatever you want to call them, and what they say is fact. People have stopped questioning politician motives behind any claim they spout. I mean, right. again, we talked about it early early on in, on the episodes about critical thinking, this, this thing called critical that thinking. You, you can actually sit down and think about something, research yeah. it on your own, yeah. have a conversation with a friend about it, exactly. argue about it, exactly. come to a conclusion, yeah. holy shit. But these days when people argue... Even you could be best friends. All of a sudden, they're no longer friends, they're no and longer I hate friends. you. And it's no longer that, 
well, I can agree to disagree and we're still friends and we're going to go have a beer and whatever. I have people <laughs> that I'm, you're right. I have people that during the whole George Floyd fucking shit, yeah. right? We disagreed on certain things. Yeah. And we're talking like close people. Mm -hmm. We disagreed on certain things. And instead of being like, hey, I'll see you later or whatever, they were like, oh, suddenly I'm not your friend on Facebook. Yep. You're not responding to my texts. Yep. Now I'm blocked. Yeah. Like I'm an asshole yeah. because I have a certain belief. Yeah. Like I don't care what your belief may be. Yeah. Right. Short of you wanting to like hurt kids or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. We can still sit here and have a beer. Oh yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. That, could, that's it, the thing. It's not going to change how we think about you. Exactly. And, and you know, it, it, after 1911, uh, people look to their elected leaders. Again, elected, I'm, I'm going to get rid of leaders. They're elected officials. Officials. For some closure, guidance, and resolve. I mean, totally understandable, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a it was you're a looking for something time, yeah. in in the country, uh, just like Boston Marathon, you know, bombing. Uh, everyone yeah. looked to the lead to the officials, the police, fire, um, even soldiers, whatever. Uh, looked to them for like guidance, guidance. Uh, what do we do? Reassurance. Yeah. Uh, you know what have you? I mean, we see it all the time, even in simple crime scenes or you know whatever. You, you can tell people need that. Hey, uh, you know these reassurance. Hey, we're gonna get them. We're that, gonna see that. I mean, I think that's part of the foundational issue of our society today. Yeah. In terms of we're too comfortable. Oh my God! Yeah. We've become too comfortable. We've become too sensitive as a yeah. society, right? Yeah. Like if you you look at the Constitution and the framework of everything this country was built on. Yeah. People in politics aren't supposed to be leaders. We say it all the time. Oh, yeah. No, no. Elected officials. You're an elected representative. Yeah. Of the people. Of the people. <laughs> you work for us. Just like me and you are civil servants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They are our servants. Yeah. They're supposed to represent us, not impose their fucking will on us because exactly. they think they know better. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So when things like 9-11 happened, it's good to have that leadership role, somebody that's going to stand up in the flames. Yep. Right? But at the same time, the people need to come together. And say, no, this is what we need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not fall in. Because fear is one of those controlling factors. Just like religion bases oh, yeah. everything on fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Religion bases everything on fear. How do you control a people? You fear. Yeah, exactly. you, you give them a common enemy. Yeah. Like, where have you heard this before? You give them a common enemy. Yeah. You make them fear something. <laughs> right? It, it writes itself. You start controlling their news sources. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the ultimate form of control. I think that's why Nazi Germany I, began. I don't know. I don't know. Karl Marx. Millions of people died of a particular religious. Didn't you know, happen. Nope. All right. Go on. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, so again after I so uh, I I go back so so the the political war machine was fueled by the anger of the American public at the time and rightfully sure. so. So, uh, you know, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, uh, Naval uh, Marshal General uh, Yamamoto said, I fear all we have done is awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. And I believe the same thing happened after 9-11. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and the American people, no matter what color, creed, religion, wanted one thing, justice. It didn't matter. They wanted blood. Well, yeah, justice, blood. They, we, they wa wanted, we wanted blood. Yes, exactly. And and there was no stopping it. Right. Like, you know what? You woke us up, and now that's it. We're, we're coming after you. And, you know, let's fast forward to current times in the United States. For the past decade or more, politicians have created this fear-based campaign 
you know, they'll they'll throw slogans out like they're gonna take our guns. Right. Uh, guns fly off the shelves. People stock up on ammo. That's the most common phrase you hear from one side of the aisle uh, or the other. Uh, police murder all black men. That's the other one now. You know, and 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 that's the thing that you know. Now you get bombarded with these quote unquote statistics and so called experts, experts uh, on the media that fan fan the flame for political extremists. And I always go back to Bernie Sanders and that college. Uh, You're going to get forum. shot in the head. Yeah, you disrespect yeah. a police officer, you will get shot in the back of the head. I'm like, you know, and how I, many I people back. saw that and they were like, he's so right. Yeah, he's so right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like, people, you need to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, start questioning. Start. It's, it's, well, that's the thing, man. Yeah. I tell my kids, I tell my kids, no matter how you grow up, whatever side you grow up politically, right? Because yeah. we all have our sides. Yeah. I'm going to back you up yep. as long as it's what you feel. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not what somebody else is fucking telling you to believe. Yeah. Have your own opinion. Have your own opinion. Yeah. If you're a liberal, great. I will back you up. Yep. If you're a conservative, even better. I will back you up. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fall into, I call all this, everything you're talking about, I don't mean to minimize it, but I call it a Pepsi commercial. Oh, yeah. Everybody falls into the fucking Pepsi commercial trap. Exactly. Or or the other thing I call is first world problems. First world, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that that this is all this is. This is, this is just people uh, burying their head in the sand and they're like, everything is okay, everything's sure. fine, and let's just keep going. But, like you mentioned, they're going to take our guns. Yeah. Okay? I get it that that's a slogan used by the media and yeah. politicians to, to get followers and whatnot yeah. and sell airtime. Yeah. Right? But we should think about that. Oh, yeah, no. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with thinking about it, but when you use it as your political drive right. to, to, to instill fear... You know, and to cause, you know, let's say at police departments, uh, license to carry is all of a sudden triple, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the right. application because, oh my God, right. he said they're coming or she said they're coming for our guns. Yeah. I'm going to get everything I can, yep. you know. And now you can't buy ammo. And that sucks because I want ammo. Right. Because I can't get it now. But like <laughs> you, we keep talking about this. And yeah. The, the thing that comes into my head is that people in this country, I love this country, people in this country are sold on emotion. Yes. People in the other countries who have been through this shit, yeah, who have sat at a polling station with an armed fucking soldier staring at them, yeah, that's their reality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so we have it really fucking well. Well, here. We, we have a false sense of reality over here. Um, Instagram you know, living, baby. Oh my god, yeah. You know, you, all the filters and this, that, the other, and yeah, exactly. The scrolling exactly, fucking life. Exactly, and you got to look at, you know, you got to look great and this, that, the other, and it's like. Again, when, when I first came home back in 2006, when I first came home, MySpace was just starting. And I'm like, what I the fuck is a MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my sister was telling me all about it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is a MySpace? So, so that's kind of like when, when it started. And, and man, people, you know, obviously great, you know, great social networking and great, you know, get to know people, whatever, whatever. I have no problem with these types nope. of newer technologies that come out to help humans connect right. on a different level. But the the prob- uh, the free ones, right, yeah. especially, that was one of the things people didn't realize about Facebook. Yeah. Was, Why is it so free? Why is it free? Why is yeah. it free? Yeah. Because they're selling the shit out of everything you're fucking doing. Well, 
look at the ads. Look, look at <laughs> look how, at what I've done with ads. Yeah, look, well, look, look at how you know uh, now all the stuff that's coming out is you got to turn off the microphones to this, turn off the microphone to that, right? Because they're tracking what you say. Oh yeah, you know. So if you say, oh, I want you know a meatball sub, all of a sudden you got to you're getting ads for meatball subs. Yeah, you got you get an ad from Subway for a foot long, and you're like, you know what, that looks great. I I'm started go. I started Facebook advertising. Five years ago. Yeah. And I read it in the terms and conditions that they listened to the spoken word. Yeah. It, it's, it was there in yeah. black and white. It's the spoken word. And when I would tell people about it, they were like, well, that's the thing. People, crazy. People don't read. They don't read those things. Like I, I read the Apple's terms and conditions, 500,000 pages, but you know what? I'll <laughs> read it. But there's shit in there. They tell you what they're going to do. They're doing it. They're telling you you're doing they're, it. And, and people you're get willfully surprised. signing up for it. Exactly. And people get surprised like, oh, Facebook never notified anybody. Yeah, no, it's it's on page 47 of 50, but you didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't and read all that the politicians are doing, they're using these platforms yeah. to just engage your emotion a little bit more. Exactly. The Bernie Sanders quote that you talked about, yeah. right? When he said it to the people in that crowd, yeah. the people were there to support him. Oh, yeah. He could have said that the sky was fucking purple and everybody yeah. would have been like, yeah, sky's purple. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Exactly. So all they're doing is they're, they're what's, I forget the scientific term for it, right? They're just, they're building themselves up to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. It's, 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 so, 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 it, I mean, to me, you know, take our guns, uh, police murder black man. Uh, it is no different from when I was at war. I remember sitting in a courtyard outside of Mosul. Um, I think in, in, in barracks, uh, and I was listening to an evening prayer at a local mosque down the, and it was just down the street. And I remember a Sheikh or Imam or whoever this religious figure was, uh, speaking to the, to the worshipers. He kept referring to the evil that plagued the land, meaning the U S forces. You. Exactly. And those that conspire with American forces and how they need to banish this evil in the name of God at whatever the cost. In the name of God. It was their duty. You know, to do it. That's what he would tell them. It's your duty to yeah. do it. The conspirators he was talking about were interpreters who aided U.S. forces to combat the radicals. So this is so-called an, an intelligent religious figure who's preaching death to his followers. He may not say 100% because he knows he's on microphone, but he is. He, you can tell, tell him by yeah. the tone. Of course. You know, and, and they know that, you know, U.S. forces are listening, so they will, they will sometimes be careful on what they say, but you know exactly what they're implying. Exactly, dude. And they're, and they're betting on the fact that you don't know what their, some of their terminology yeah. may mean or yeah. their customary things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it really pisses me off because the, the other side of why this pisses me off is that we think as a society we're really fucking smart. Mm. And I say it all the time, and myself included, I'm not dogging anybody, we're not very smart. No. We really are. We, no. we ride on fucking roads that are paved of stone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. We have shiny stuff, yes, yeah. Yeah. but that's about it. We haven't progressed. Well, here's a, yeah, if you go down to a biological, like an actual animalistic right. thing, we we're, haven't really- We're animals. We're animals. We, yes, we've evolved from Neanderthals over and over the years, and we're still evolving, <laughs> uh, but- in terms of evolving uh, socially or, or whatever, we're still the same. We're still exactly the same as we were. We're still tribal. Two thousand years yeah, ago, we're still tribal. Yep. We're still, we're still, you know, the the hunters and gatherers that still have that still. You can tell, you can see it, and we just hunt for things a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> we still have predators. We right. have prey. We, you know, it's it's like, yes, we are animals in the end. So, you know, so to me, political extremism is just as dangerous as religious extremism. They both feed the the people fear. You know, they both uh, use extreme measures to get the point across. 
just because re religious extremism is uh, is more, more direct doesn't mean that political extremism isn't as dangerous. Yeah. Political extremism took years to infiltrate society. It was just slower. Slower. Just yeah. took its time. You know, strategy, placing the right political figures in the right spots. Look at what we have now. A mess. Yeah. We have an a fucking mess. mess. An absolute mess. And it, it's, it is unbelievable on how blind people were to the slow, methodical movements that were going on. I'm going to take it a step further. They might have been blind to it. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Inside, they wanted it. Inside, they wanted to be told. People like to be told what to do. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, too. Um, why are dictators so powerful in their other countries? Yes, fear-based and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know what? They take all the decision-making out of their people. Exactly. And they'll do it themselves. It's the same thing in marketing. You're reducing, yeah. you're reducing friction. Yeah. Right? Marketing 101. Reduce friction as much as possible. Yeah. Okay, so if you're reducing friction, which is what Facebook did, which is what Instagram did, right? You're reducing the friction to the customer, to the point of sale, yeah. right? Yeah. That's all you're doing. You're yeah. selling your people. That's all it is. Yeah. So the people that want to be sold, break it down fundamentally. Yeah. Do we need Oreos? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we see the commercial. Yeah. Think about how smart we are, right? We see the commercial and oh my God, they're smiling. Find a commercial that they're not fucking smiling. I know. And then suckers like you and I would be like, let's go get a box of fucking Oreos. Yeah. Well, that's the fat kid in me talking. <laughs> but so, still. Yeah, but no, I got you. In anything we do. Yeah. Right? No, I got you. And it falls, not to get too philosophical, but it is tied into politics. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we'll take another step. Like, let's see a brand new shiny gun. I'm like, oh my God. I need it. It's beautiful. It's, I'm yeah. getting it. Yeah. Even though I, I have an arsenal, I, I don't need another gun. Right. Like, it's like, no. Well. Uh, ATF, it's not an arsenal. Um, <laughs> You'll never get me. Guns. No. <laughs> um, you will not take my guns. <laughs> I lost all of mine. They're all gone. They fell off a boat in the Atlantic Ocean. So everything is gone. I don't have ammo yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on before we continue. White phosphorus. Um, um, so this, this leads to another article, actually. So we're, we're going to get into the next article I wrote um, about ra the radicalization trap. Yes. And this is something that I witnessed personally. And this is uh, going to be more towards um, the religious extremism, not so much the political. Um, I still think they're the same thing. Oh, right no. I, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So um, I wrote this June 26th of 2020 um, called the ra radicalization trap. If you ain't Muslim, you deserve to die. Now, this was before the other article? Yeah, this was oh, before. We should have done it the other way around. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. All right. So, um, I, so it, yeah, it was a early 2000, uh, but this was before uh, September 11th. Maybe it was 2000, maybe 1999, uh, just somewhere in there. Yep. Uh, I sat inside a mosque uh, at Friday prayer, after Friday prayer. And uh, I think I told you before, Friday is like our Sunday, Sundays, yeah. you know. So, so I I decided to hang out in the common area. There's several chairs, tables. I mean, it, you know, they had like the fun room and whatever else downstairs. So it was noisy from various conversations going on and all sorts of people, uh, from religious scholars to regular worshipers, just hanging out. Uh, my attention was drawn to a conversation next to me, and I heard this: "If you ain't Muslim, you deserve to die." Like Two, just out in the open. Out in the open. Two men were arguing. One dressed in traditional Middle Eastern attire. Um, he had a bushy beard. And we, uh, let's call him Mr. Radical. I don't exactly remember his name, but I'll, I'll call him Mr. Radical. Um, he was very passionate about the subject being discussed. 
And the other guy said, no, brother, that isn't right. So there's discussion. No, there's discussion. So you're telling me it doesn't matter your race, gender. And Mr. Radical quickly cut him off and said, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, purple, green. If you ain't Muslim, you deserve to die. And, of course, this went against everything that I learned about Islam and the teaching of peace and love and all that stuff. So who radicalized him? This, so t- this was an older gentleman, I believe, was radicalizing the younger. Before he came here. Before he came here. That, that's, that was my, because he Makes was sense. older. He was older. He must have been in his 50s. You know, he, he was older. So I ended up leaving. I told my parents what I heard. They just brushed it off that Mr. Radical was a crazy guy and not right. to worry about it. I was like, yeah, no. And this was, you know, pre-9-11. Right. Um, I just graduated high school, started college. So, yeah, this was basically in 1999. Uh, my mind was focused on partying girls and more partying. And I, I just brushed it off myself, too. I was like, all right, well, if you're not worried. Whatever, whatever. dude. Right. So this next, uh, actually, let's put up his picture. There he is. And his name was Ahmed Abu Samra. And he was actually a good friend of mine. Um, me and him hung out a lot back in high and school. And you had no idea. And he got radicalized. Here's the thing. It's not that I had no idea. I started to see the change, right? Oh, you saw the transition. I saw the transition. Oh. So he went from, you know, this sophomore, junior year of high school. He went from this, you know, wild crazy. We would have fun, play airsoft, like do whatever. We whatever, just, right. Kids. Kids, kids being kids, having yeah. fun, up to no good, breaking mailboxes, I mean, stuff. Admitting and, to fucking uh, felonies. Listen, I think statute of limitation is, is good right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I beca- you know, I became really good friends. And, and my parents were friends with his parents, and his father was a respectable doctor. Um, he was a funny kid. He was smart. And he, he was a good friend of mine. You I'm going to take his picture off, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Okay. So... Slowly through the years, I started to see a change, though, in him. And changes in some of the other guys that I used to know over there. And So I, it was bleeding out. It yeah, was, so, it was so I had a few other friends would go to the mosque every Friday for prayer. My parents would drop me off so I can hang out with them. So he started to dress all of a sudden in traditional Islamic attire. Now, is that wrong? No. So, yeah, if, if that's all him, that's all he wants to do, go right ahead. But he became more vocal towards non-Muslims. Someone at the mosque got to him, and you could feel it. You could tell. So do you know what his what sent him over the edge, or no? I believe it was people in that mosque that- Just chirping in his ear. Yeah, infiltrated the Friday prayers and just started spewing this shit and got to him and they, got to some of the they, others. They know human behavior, right? Oh, yeah. They know that it's going to take Here's a while. Here's the thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. I, I nearly equate it as like a child predator, right? Who slowly building trust. Slowly grooming, slowly building trust to the point where, bam, then they got them. They know their hooks. Exactly. Right? They know it's, what to say. They it's know not their, their first time saying, hey, you want some candy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so that's that's the way I... Which if you're a child predator, I'm fucking coming for you, FYI. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So... <laughs> Sorry, I hate... You know well, how I we feel all, about that. Yeah, we all, we all got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of statute of limitations, <laughs> uh, so it's a threat. I am yeah. threatening child predators directly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, by all means, brother. <laughs> uh, as so, as the years went by, um, I lost contact with them and some of the other guys from the mosque. I mean, we just grew up and whatever. I learned that though, um, he went to Afghanistan to try to join the Taliban. He attempted to conduct a terrorist operation in the U.S. He tried targeting a mall. <laughs> 
but was what? unsuccessful. Oh, yeah. Eventually, the FBI charged, you know, he was eventually charged by the FBI on federal terrorism charges. And at the time, that's when I became a cop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, combat veteran. I was on the other side of the law, so to speak, right? So I, he was on one side, I was on the other. Sure. You know, so, so all it took was for him. But, you know, so, so we had similar upbringings, but took different paths. All it took was for him to go down his path and, and speaking to the wrong person. I was just going to say, the only difference, I'm not saying that you would have been radicalized, but the yeah. difference was they got to him. Thing is, though, uh, also with me, I was a lot more critical and a lot more of the rebel type. Like, well, they knew that you couldn't be targeted. No. That's what I'm saying. No, I was I was very, I would question a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was my nature. So they knew, let's, let's leave this one alone. Yeah. We can't do anything with him. No. Yeah, let's go right. to this guy. This guy seemed to be, again, predators know. They know exactly. who they can get to. They They're know casing they everything. They're casing everything. They they saw me. Now, now I say they. I never knew what they looked like because I, I had no idea. Again, right. I was in high school, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know, I see older people. I'm like, ew, you're old. I don't want to talk to you, you know? So People our age now. Now, Yeah, exactly. Now, now, now people look at me and they're like, ew, I don't want to talk to you, let right. alone I'm a cop. <laughs> right. So, so he, someone got to him. Someone in that mosque got to him. And, and. Like I said, these predators know who to go to. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me that they can navigate that. But again, it doesn't surprise me because that's all they do. Because, be, because you think that, that you, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, at the time. At now, the time. Now I hate everybody. So now, <laughs> equally. Now, equally, exactly. <laughs> now now I don't give benefit of the doubt to no one. Right. Oh, pizza man, you know, fuck you. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> you know, give me, give me that pizza. I know you did something to it. <laughs> You know, so so it's like you open your door with your pistol behind your yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> just in case, hey, you never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike Lowry fucking showing up in, My- <laughs> with his friggin' gun. Mike Lowry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so it was it was like you know that person poisoned. So going back to talk about Ahmed, that person poisoned his mind yeah. in, in some. Uh, you know, in some of my early articles, I, I, I described how people are not born with a moral compass. They need to be told what to do. Ahmed was one of those. Yeah. He needed to be told. He didn't have that moral He came from a great family. I mean, the, there's no doubt about it. These The, the, the dad and mom, obviously, you know, they cut good him people. off. And really good people. He was a respect, you know, dad was a respectable doctor. Mom was the nicest lady in the world. But someone got to him and made him change into who, who he was. Um, so, you know, they, they need to be told and, and then, and they need to be told to follow the 10 commandments or whatever in their religion, uh, is equivalent. And I'm not one of those. I, I was never swayed by the media. I was never swayed by social media memes, uh, you know, these days, especially, uh, talking heads on the news or re- re- religious figures. Never. I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. You know, and, everyone, every, you know, and, and I could, you know, you could do it. I could do it. We can see a fucking weasel. As soon as they show up. Oh my God! Yeah, you can see it a mile away. Yep. Like I could, I could look at him and be like, "Dude, fuck you! I'm not talking to you." Like, <laughs> see you later, you know. And and uh, being in this job um, as a cop, as an investigator, um, you see it a lot more. You know, obviously it's the smaller percentage of people we deal with, but it's what we see, though. Right. You know, we can tell the weasel. We can tell the j- jackal. We can tell you know Jackals. the predator. You yep. know, we can tell. Every, we we can see it a mile away, and and he though could not. You know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't uh, 
I guess, uh, had that aptitude or that, that ability to sense that somebody was getting Maybe to. there was something in him that wanted it, Iman. Maybe. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I like mean, he was maybe. lacking something in his life? Well, here's the thing, right? So we're all high school. We're, we're getting into college. We're doing our thing. And, and we are in that. And they these predators know it, right? Yeah. We are in that critical stage of our lives that we're trying to figure out what we want to do. Right. Right? And that's the perfect time. Why are most you know, terrorists or freedom fighters, whatever you want to call them, why are they early 20s? Because they can be manipulated. Exactly. You know, so so it's very critical in that age that they get to you. Yeah. Especially one that is really, oh, whatever, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, something's wrong, and I right. can't tell what's wrong, and, you know, they, they get to you. It's it's manipulation one on one. Oh, it's, big time! It's you know what big I mean. Time. And and that goes back to our uh, you know earlier discussion of how po politicians and new extremists. Oh yeah, they're 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 doing a phenomenal job manipulating the, manipulating, the entire public. Exactly, creating scapegoats, um, slogans, false uh, narratives, false narratives, completely false narratives oh, yeah. at some point. Yeah, right? and and it, it, the false narratives are so false to us critical thinkers. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't believe half of them. No, don't, and, don't get me wrong. I see some of this shit, and I I look into it. I research well, it. I, you though. know what I mean? You research, but right. but but majority don't. They'll trust a meme of freaking uh, I don't know uh, Ron Burgundy, and he says they're taking our guns, and right. they'll be like, "Oh my god, they're, they're taking, taking our, our guns. guns!" You know, it, it, yeah. there's no real. Here's the thing, like like for example, like like you know the new new laws that come out right for for us, or case law that comes out for us. We read, we look at it that way, we understand it, all yep. that stuff. Majority of people have no fucking clue what laws are out there. <laughs> they don't. Jesus. And, and what's funny, it's all public record. You can right. go on any, any you know, like Mass General Law or, or New York General Law, whatever, any <laughs> website, and look up. Same, there's no there's no secret. It never ceases to amaze me, dude. I think I was saying it to you before. Like, you have in your hand the entire knowledge oh, yeah. of the entire human race Yeah. right here. Exactly. And you'd rather go to Instagram. Yeah. To check out some fake fucking pictures. Exactly. Right? You know, th that's the thing. Like, I think when we had John Sheft on, um, phenomenal guy, and and I said I downloaded his books right into my phone. Yeah. Because you know what? Oh, it's quick flip on my phone, and you I get the law there. that I need, and, and the case law behind it, and everything, and it's all there. You know? Imagine what you had to do fucking 10 years ago. Dude, 10 years ago. <laughs> dude, 10 years ago, we literally had the Mass General Law book. Right. You know, yeah. and we and it was outdated, both. and it was exactly <laughs> it was outdated. You know, so so you know somebody like like Sheft, uh, he 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 made it easier for us to be able to do our jobs. But uh, but going back to this, somebody like 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 him, like like the population, like in Iraq, they believed a lot because they needed someone to believe in. They needed something to believe they in. They needed hope. They needed hope, exactly. And no matter how extreme it was, I mean, look at look at Hitler with, with Nazi Germany. How did he give people hope? Well, he gave them a common enemy. Exactly. The Jews. Exactly. He gave them something to fear. Exactly. He controlled their media. Yep. Again, we're going the, back to the where do you shirts, see this before? The, the, the brown shirts, you know. The brown shirts. Exactly. And and but he and and then the the Nazi kids, I forgot what they were called, the um where he basically made a school for kids that that did, Oh, it was from birth. Yeah, from birth, uh, whatever that school yeah. was called, uh, yeah. you know, to be the, um, what do you call it, supreme... The new Nazi race. Yeah, new Nazi race, yeah. exactly. So he he was programming them. That's exactly what it is. And and th this is what I see happening now here. The programming. Yeah. They they get you from, like, your high school age. I mean, here's the thing. Middle schoolers, yeah, they're, they're like, whatever. You yeah. know, uh, elementary school kids, even further from 
anything. Yeah. But, you know, as middle school kids grow up and they start seeing their realities and they start seeing all these slogans and as they grow up and the parents are also throwing these memes around and these Instagram things yeah. are like, look, son, see, I told you. Told you he's a bad man he's or whatever. A bad man. Right. And, and you're like, all right, what, what do you base that off of? We said it, I think it was during the pandemic episode that we did, right? Yeah. Like if, if I wanted to keep my kids in a basement for the rest of their lives, yeah. I could have taught them that there's this Ebola pandemic out there and this is reality and they would have grown actually, up that way. Actually, I've see, I'm seeing it now with, D, with DCF and, and with certain families that refuse to allow their kids any sort of uh, education and all that because- They're brainwashing them. Exactly. The parents know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. The parents are fucking scumbags yeah. and they're telling their kids that the world's no longer safe. You have to stay home. And now the child is being neglected because that's exactly what the parents wanted. I, I think so. You're right. And I think there's more to their scumbags. Oh, yeah. I think this cycle hasn't been broken with them. Yeah. They grew up the same way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's the thing. It's generational. It's generational. The uh, cycle I, continues. I saw it in Iraq when, when I would go into the village to do these goodwill missions and, and give food and stuff like that. I talked to these young kids, right, just to kind of gauge where they're at. And, yeah. and you know, depending on which side you're on, whether it's Shiite, uh, Sunni, Sunni. Wh whatever, um, they hated each other. And I'd ask them why. Just because. Just because. They had no idea. They were, they were kids. But that's the way their parents grew up, and that's the way they grew Grandparents grew up, great-grandparents, generational yeah. of just... And, and what's funny is if you, like, if there was a time machine, you can go back to when that tribe had its first beef. It could be over, like, a camel that got killed. One, and, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it turned it morphed into this massive feud right. that turned bloody. 10,000 people are fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so, so sometimes I just want to be like, all right, but why do you hate them? What, what And there was never an answer. Because Uncle fucking Hobby, yeah. 10,000 years ago, <laughs> took his fucking goat. Yeah, exactly, you know? so so This is where we are as society. Well, as a society now, <laughs> this is what's going on. Right. You know, it, 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 it's sad and it's disgusting. Yeah. As, as, as we said before, as advanced as humans are, quote unquote, we are still primitive. We are very primitive. We're fucking primal, dude. Yeah. Look at people's behaviors. Oh, yeah. Savages. On the street as cops. Savages. Savages. <laughs> they, they do shit to each other that you're like, what? What the fuck did you, yeah. Yeah. What the hell did I just walk into? I'm hopeful that we are progressing, right? <laughs> but I don't, Listen, I don't foresee it. 2020 uh, set us back 20 years, I think. To, I think maybe 30, longer. 40. Yeah, maybe longer. Yep. You know, because it's like... It, it, you see it now where now that things are starting to open back up a little and blah, blah, blah. People don't know what to do anymore, and they're lashing out. It's it's unbelievable to me. I'm yeah, like, I know. There's well, you know, fights, EDPs, emotionally disturbed persons, all yeah. of a sudden skyrocketed. Mental health is freaking through the roof. Through the roof. Uh, domestics through the roof. Suicides through, through the, the roof. roof. Drug use overdoses. And overdoses through the roof. You even worse than it was yeah. because of all this. But but we're that smart. Exactly. We, we can't handle it. Exactly. We can't handle again. I say it. I hate like minimizing it but this was a fucking it was i called it the cul-de-sac pandemic yeah like we were stuck in the house and we had oreos yeah <laughs> yeah well how many it's so bad yeah you know no it's not no no <laughs> i mean again lebanon right i go back to where my family's from lebanon now in order to buy a sandwich it is 10 us dollars which doesn't seem much to us right over there it's like a month's pay fucking a lot. Yeah. Well, let's put it in perspective. At the time in 2003, if you made $500 a month, you're rich. Really? Yeah. 
So it's probably around the same now. It's probably I mean, well, it hasn't changed. Yeah. So a ten dollar freaking sandwich, that's way too expensive. Yeah. I mean, my sister told me how this guy looking for food for his kids because the, the economy became so bad over there. And this is very recent. This is last year uh, or the year before. Um, the, the, the guy gave him two chickens, rotisserie chickens, you know, on the house because, you know, again. Holy shit. Holy it shit, was, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the, the chicken was $5 in reality. It wasn't that expensive. You know, right. To us, it's not that expensive. Yeah. Now, can you imagine now, flip that, bring it over here. People here will lose their minds. Oh, my God. Yeah. They lost their minds over toilet paper. Right. <laughs> they lost their minds over fucking everything. Yeah. Toilet paper. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And and us as cops, we laughed so hard because we're like, what the- well, You kind of really? knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, really? Toilet paper? People are about to lose their shit. Yeah. In a sense, we're lucky that it didn't, like, the twig didn't break. You Well, society didn't break down completely. Like, the twig was, like, stretching. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, people, people were at the brink. Yeah. You know, people were at the brink. And and they're still at the brink. Oh, yeah. They're still at, they're still there. And, yeah. and you can see it. And you can feel it out on the streets. That, we do. That's why, like, I tell people all the time, right? It, it, we're talking about Rona. We're talking about the politicians, the last election, this and that, right? Life is going to go on. Yes. No matter what these politicians are fucking telling you, yeah. no matter what the media and the experts are telling you, good job, experts. You got it all fucking right. Yeah. Experts. Yeah, quote, unquote. Right. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter what, it wasn't the Ebola fucking plague it wasn't people flopping on the fucking streets when as much as i loved president trump when he didn't get elected i wasn't like oh my god it's over yeah life goes on yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah life moves on life moves on and that's the beauty that we have in this country that i realize that i don't need a politician to fucking tell me that no I don't need an imam to tell me that or or my priest to tell me that some other countries you get the uh, elections all out war. <laughs> Just because of the election. Because of the All election. out war. All out war. Doesn't matter. No. So, but yeah. that's what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Like, we need to realize how fucking good we have it. Yeah. Because if we don't realize how good we have it, it is going to turn into that. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is. And it and, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, I know us as cops, sometimes we we, we think the worst because that's the yeah. way we just are. Because, of course. You know, worst worst uh, case scenario. Um, but- it's like there, you know, it's there and it's not there, but, but you can feel it. You can see it. I mean, in the 1700s, when the colonists were here, 3% of them thought the worst. Yeah. 3% of them thought the worst and decided to say, fuck you. Yeah. No, we're not bending the knee to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we're not paying your taxes. Yeah. And we're going to set up a system that was an amazing, is an amazing system. And I feel that because of the politics, because of the, everything that we're talking about here, yeah. all the, all the, politicization extremism all that stuff it's being taken away from us oh yeah think about it the no guns thing that you were talking about earlier right somebody made that is it true is it not i don't know but what's true right now to this day is that you can't buy ammo yeah well because of that because of that so whether it's true or not yeah we can't buy ammo well no one looked into it no one really exactly it you know, are they really taking our guns oh no i'm not gonna even look let's go so are we being treated as the the nazi youth Oh, absolutely. When you think you're, about you're it, being, you are. You're being fed the information. <laughs> you're not critically thinking about it. You're being fed and you're, you're being you're told swallowing what to it. do. Yeah, you're swallowing it and then you're going out to do your thing. 
I mean, it, it, it's it's unreal. What can go wrong? Oh, yeah, exactly. What can go wrong? So where were you? So in uh, so uh, oh, uh, last paragraph. So so I, I go into what ended up happened happened to my uh, dear friend Ahmed. Ahmed. I know. I, I don't know why you guys say it, like people that don't know how to say Ahmed. You say Ahmed. Ahmed. No. What's Ahmed. Wrong? Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah. See, you have a in in it. That's a Greek thing. Uh, well, a, a lot of people end up doing it. <laughs> But anyways. Keep going, asshole. <laughs> he has a list. It's a list. Ahmed. <laughs> so he ended up leaving for uh, Syria. He joined ISIS. Um, he became their social media guy. He was the guy that was doing those films. Those like fiery fucking. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, like the people that got lit on fire and all that shit. No he, shit. He was their distributor of those films. And, uh, and wow. Yeah. And his family had obviously cut him off and all that stuff. But um, he did not have contact with anyone in the U.S. that I know of, and he was eventually killed by an airstrike. They found him. The U.S. Uh, Special Forces found him and called an airstrike and killed him. I love the last fucking sentence there. Good riddance. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know what? You done fucked up, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow, you, he, was, he was very powerful when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Because, again, war-torn country, you, you haven't eaten, yep. you haven't fucking bathed. Yep. But you got one of these. Well, he's very, he was, I remember back in high school, he was very smart with computers. Yeah. Very smart. You know, so it doesn't surprise me that that's what they tapped him for. I was just going to say the groomers. Yeah. Knew. Yeah. That he was fucking really smart. And they said, we can use this kid. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't just, let's let's give him a fucking rifle overseas. No, he he wasn't a uh, vest wearer to go blow himself up. He was more, he, he was intelligent to a point and they used that against him. Well, I'm glad he died a horrible death. Oh, yeah, he, he died a pretty horrible death. <laughs> Sen- sounds insensitive, right? Yeah, but- well, good riddance. Dude. I have no... But uh, so these uh, these two articles, we figured we'd talk about them, um, especially after last episode. Uh, uh, Pete was getting a little fired up and blood pressure I was I do rising. get fired up, man. I mean, how can you not get fired <laughs> no, up? No, no, I, I agree. I agree. You know, so so that's why I said let's, let's do these today because... Uh, because I think they will tie into last week's episode real nice with Iraq and all yeah, that. Yeah, with Iraq and all that. It does, I'm and it, it's concerning to me because like like we're critical thinkers. I could yeah. be over exaggerating things. Yeah. We're we're as cops, you're looking at the worst and all yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah. I get that. We're a little jaded. Yeah. I get that. But if we're not going to be, I would rather live like that than live on my knees. Oh yeah. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's good to question. I mean, here's the thing. Our society is built off questions. Questioning. I tell my kids, question me. Yeah. I'm a science geek. Yeah. They ask me things about science and yeah. physics and all that stuff. I tell them whatever I tell you, question it. Actually, I, I tell my son never question me. <laughs> because if I open that door, it's going to get bad. It won't stop. It won't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I, I mean, we have to question yeah. these oh, things. Oh, yeah. No, I uh, 100% agree. Like, stop being told what to do just because somebody is telling you to do it. Yeah. Like, if that's the case, give me all your money. Yeah. Because I can do better with it. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If I really wanted to, I could come up with some really good fucking marketing to make you believe that. Well, yeah. Think about how stupid we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a, uh, in California, there was a famous study that was done uh, back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, where a professor um, showed uh, the class how Nazi Germany became Nazis, whatever, yep. and fascism and all that. And the students questioned it. They're like, what? Who the fuck would believe any of that shit, whatever, whatever? What the professor did was, okay, what he assigned them, which was fucking genius. Obviously, he 
he got fired because I guess it became really extreme. But uh, what he did was day one, they come into class. That's the desks are lined up differently. Everyone's assigned a desk. They sit down, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, what it turned into, he turned it into Nazi Germany. This professor, it was genius. The way he did it. The way he did manipulated it. Slowly them all. manipulating. And what he did at the end of the uh, cl- at the end of the semester, showed them the video again. And, <laughs> and said, they couldn't every believe Every single it. one of you is that right now. You've all been radicalized. You've all been radicalized. <laughs> they, were, they were ratting each other out, right? <laughs> they see each other at clubs. They would go right to the professor. They created... <laughs> They created um, Savages. Uh, uh, bands like you're with the blue band, the, you're with the red band. You know, they, they did it themselves. Yeah. The professor didn't do much. Yep. He just gave him the tiny little prod. And he ended up getting fired for it. But, but to me, I'm like, that was genius. Human behavior, brother. Yeah, Human that behavior was never ceases to amaze me. It's, yep. You've seen the political fucking, I've seen them on both sides. Yeah. Where people would go and talk to, let's say, like a Bernie supporter or yeah. a Trump supporter yeah. or whatever. And they'd be like, well, what would you say if the president said... X, Y, and Z, and one, two, three, A, B, C. Yeah. It was like, oh, he's fucking crazy. Like, why would he ever say that? He's a racist. And then they would turn, the, the speaker, whoever it was, would turn around and be like, well, it was actually your president. Yeah, exa- that. actually, I, I've seen those. You've and seen I those, love right? them. I love them because they would, they would, what's funny is like they would do a policy, right? They would show people policies that they're, the person they're voting for yep. did, and they'll look at the policy like, dude, this is awful. Right. I'm like, well, who did it? you know, left or right, whatever. They they would give their answer, but it was the other guy. They're like, no, it's the guy you're voting for that put this And they still together. wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And they still it, wouldn't it, fucking it, believe it. It cracks me up every time I saw that. But again, it shows lack of critical thinking. But here you go, right? Of- like, I would see these things and I'd be like, he's a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> he's an expert. Well, look at what the people we deal with day in and day out. I always say, right. they're, they're allowed to vote. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you could be stupid and allowed to vote, right? This is what we're fighting for. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but you know, it gets to a point. You're like, okay, dude, you got your hand stuck in a jar and you can't figure out to unfist and pull it out. You don't need to fucking. I would have said ass, not jar. But <laughs> well, that happens too. But I tried to keep it a little PG. All right. <laughs> Leave it to Pete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, savagery, dude. Guys, all right. This was an awesome episode, Ivan. Yeah, we really, we really need people to think for themselves, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We need to think for themselves. We need everybody to be safe. Yes. Um, Project Sapient. Again, everybody, thank you a million. Thank yous for all your support. Uh, we want to thank our supporters: HavocJournal.com, JimJunkies.com, VectorShields.com. They have a podcast too. Yes, they do. Um, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Check us out. YouTube Project Sapient. I'm in. Rock on. See you guys later. <laughs>